and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. We are going episode by episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and using those episodes to talk about life things. Today we have a very special guest. It's our friend and author, Paul Kruger. Hi, I'm Paul Kruger. I wash my hands. <laughs> if you don't watch the episode, you might still get it because maybe you saw the episode before. Um, any, any relationship to Freddie? Have, yeah. have you gotten that a lot? You know, Do you know his Twitter handle? Do you no, know about this? No. What's your Twitter handle, Paul? My Twitter handle is not like Freddy. Oh. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at, at, at not like Freddy because everybody in my entire sure. life has made that joke and thought they were the first one to make oh, it. Oh, well, I was waiting until the podcast. Like, I wanted to make sure it was recorded because I have one of those names where people make the same joke every time. So whenever I can do it to someone else. Yeah. Holland, like, I'm Holland. Like, oh, but, Freddy Krueger? But, <laughs> but mine gets even worse because Wes Craven went to school in my hometown um, in that suburb of Chicago that I'm from. And that's where he got Elm Street from. Oh. And, there's a, and there's a local theater that every Halloween would show uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And if you could prove you lived on Elm Street, you got him for free. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't live on Elm Street, so it didn't matter. Uh, if you could prove it? Well, like, just like show like your driver's license that's or whatever. Because awesome. yeah. they're not letting little kids into this thing. <laughs> I guess um, I don't know why I was confused by that. One time I was working at an event, uh, a catering event, and uh, Wes Craven was there. And it was a free the birds, like bird sanctuary event. <laughs> and we served them chicken. And then I came Why? up and it was, and the irony was not lost. And people came up and were like, what are you doing? Chicken? This is about birds. And yeah. then Wes Craven was there and he was like, hello. And then he died. Not too late. <laughs> did you, did, wait, hang on. Did, did, did they suspect foul play? <laughs> With that, let's, let's head I into the library. I had another story. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, stop the door. Story. Story, but I just keep thinking about this because uh, one of my coworkers is really obsessed with horror and he has all these like horror figurines. And recently we've noticed that one of them is motion activated, despite it being there this entire time and never having made noise until a few weeks ago. <laughs> now every time you turn the lights on and off to like lock up the building or enter the building, uh, Freddy Krueger goes, <laughs> like makes all these like, it's Freddy Krueger laughing at you, telling you that he's going to kill you and why are you dead? <laughs> every like morning you come in or night just startles you. Uh, well, you know, that's that's a long proud tradition started by yeah. Johnny Depp, so you're kind of in good company there. Yeah, that's great. Oh god, it's so great. So yeah, that's what uh, I thought of. Anyway. Alright, on that, let's head into the library. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us, Paul. Hi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great to be here in this library, surrounded by all these many, many, many books. Yeah, yeah. I love the smell of books. Yeah. Me too. It smells like comfort. It's actually glue. Oh. oh. I, the smell. I used to work in a used book warehouse, so I learned a lot about what old books a smell like and why they smell. Book like. warehouse. I thought it was like mildew. Yeah, it's a little bit of that. Some glue and mildew. Yep. The scent. Yeah, it's just those, those really sexy Essence scents. Yeah, academia, yes. man. I can see why it's the hot top. Yeah, if you were going to mix up a batch of Amortentia, that's what it would smell like to me. It's mm. a deep Harry Potter cut, guys. Yeah, that wow. is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> uh, so when so you take a book and you smell the glue, are you? is that not a good thing to do? It's like, the, <laughs> in my opinion, it's the one time that sniffing glue is acceptable socially. <laughs> I think, is that what, I bring her up a lot, but is that why Belle is so addicted to reading? You know, I think so. It, oh, it makes a lot of things fit into place. 
like just all the wild hallucinations well, of you've talking read that furniture. already bell yeah. i want it more <laughs> yeah, i want it more take, take the book yeah, yeah. No, he's actually really kind he's a giant furry animal <laughs> yes but he's beautiful and i love him yeah <laughs> but the but the prince will be home soon Bell, the prince has been dead for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> he burned down 14 years ago. Uh, speaking of books, you know quite a bit about books because you are a published author. Yes, yes, that's me. I'm, that's me, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us more about your book? Absolutely. Uh, it's called Last Call at the Nightshade Lounge. It is out on June 7th of this year, although it's available for pre-order on Amazon now. Um, and I guess simply put, it's... um. <clears throat> It's about a secret society of bartenders that fight demons with alcohol magic. Boom. <sighs> do you need any more? Do you need to know anything more? No, I do. I need to know every detail of the book. <laughs> By <laughs> reading it, read it yeah. I will. Yeah, I, uh, that I is... wish I was part of that society. It... Well, I'll be part of this one. <laughs> <laughs> the people who read the book? <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. That society is called the Alchemists. That's, that's mm. how. It's that how. Oh, it was going to be that. Why has no one ever done this before? I I don't know. I, I don't know. I worked I worked in uh, soul crushing customer service jobs, yeah. and I decided that it would be important to write a book about how those people in that crappy job that you look down on are actually secretly making the world what it is and saving it mm. all the time, uh, because. Customer service, like demon slaying, or any kind of slaying, maybe vampire slaying, is a really thankless job, and those stories deserve to be told. Yeah. Also, I like cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Nerds. I, that's not the good kind. That's not the good kind. Some people that don't drink. I mean, I guess you can sell like non-alcoholic cocktails. Yeah, you're right. Mocktails, they're called. Mocktails. They don't give you superpowers. Do cocktails need to have alcohol? (laughs) Like, I know that the word cocktail is a pretty recent invention. It's like an 18th century invention or something. Uh, Classic classic definition, yes. It would need to actually have an alcoholic component. Every cocktail usually has uh, a base liquor, or a spirit, rather. Mm. And then you've got uh, usually some kind of aromatic component, whether that's bitters or an herb. And then usually some kind of, something to sweeten it, usually. Mm-hmm. A syrup, uh, sugar, something like that. The idea of having all these other fancy steps, that's a relatively recent innovation. You know, the lighting the drink on fire or mm-hmm. putting enough fruit in it to be its own orchard in a glass. <laughs> all of these things are kind of new. Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're, this is mostly what we're going to talk about. But we should, at some point, get to the episode of Homecoming, which is episode five of season three. Mm. It's an amazing episode, but let's say you are out fighting demons with your own set of spirits, and maybe you missed the episode. It's fine. (laughs) We got you covered, because Chris Bramante here is going to give you a rapid cram session. So hop in your limousine, get your corsage ready. It's corsage, right, Holland? Mm -hmm. Get your corsage ready. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is corsage. (laughs) Because Chris is going to... Summarize this episode in five Slayer Fest sentences. Take it away. <clears throat> Buffy and Angel are on English sentence terms, but he's still disturbed from his time. And she lets him know, Angel, look, I got this boyfriend named Scott and he makes me happy, only for us to cut to Scott Hope, breaking up with her because he says she is now distant and he doesn't want to be with her. Right in time for the homecoming dance. Great first sentence. I just really need to stop and appreciate English sentence terms, right? They're in English sentence terms? Yeah. Dude, that's a relationship goal right well, there. It was Esperanto the week before. <laughs> right, right. Just right. moving up the romance. 
I love it. All right, please continue. Buffy, feeling super bummed about the breakup with this totally weasel who was not worthy of her at all, decides, you know what, I'm gonna reclaim my glory days and I'm gonna beat Cordelia for homecoming queen. And she engages in a battle for the homecoming crown while Xander, Willow, and Oz are all already part of Team Cordelia, leaving Buffy to feel dejected and alone with only Faith to support her as her stag date to the homecoming dance. Awesome. Great. Meanwhile, Mr. Trick has assembled a bunch of different kinds of villains to participate in a hunting event called Slayerfest 98, where he plans to kill both Faith and Buffy while they are on their way to the homecoming dance, but accident... But <laughs> ends up. This is turning into a Tony Abbott sentence. <laughs> I got that. With joke. his plans not going exactly as he'd hoped. Oh. Four? I kind of threw that one. Out. <laughs> Four? <laughs> right. I, I can get it in two more. That was three. That was three. That was three. Was it yes, yeah. it was okay. three. <clears throat> Putting all this conflict aside, the gang decides to have. Uh, Cordy and Buffy go to the dance by themselves so they can stop fighting each other for the homecoming crown, but they are mistaken for Buffy and Faith by all the people participating in Slayer Fuss 98, and Cordy and Buffy need to put aside their differences and survive while all these people are trying to kill them, which brings them to the dance itself, where Buffy and Cordelia both figure out a way to have all of these assassins actually kill each other instead of the two of them. Four. Mr. Trick is whisked away by mysterious forces and is hired by the mysterious uh, mayor of Sunnydale, Richard Wilkins. While Buffy and Cordy both don't get the homecoming crown, it is awarded to these two other random people that are mentioned in the episode at some point, and everyone goes home happy, but Willow and Xander secretly made out. (laughs) Wow. Way to bury that major plot point (laughs) right in your last clause of your last sentence. It was all going so well. <laughs> <laughs> it was that third sentence. What was really the third sentence again? It was like, no, you, you really righted the ship on the fourth one, though. Like, hats <laughs> yeah. off to you. Yeah. Thanks. I forgot the Xander Willow thing, though. <laughs> well, you didn't forget it. Right. I had to show, I had to put it in there. <laughs> but, but it's so foundational to Lover's Walk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, the Xander Willow kiss is uh, pretty uh, in the pretty fluke. Intense. The fluking. Yeah. That's what they called it. The fluking, yeah. Where they're like, there'll be no more fluking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that like that theme is playing, and then they're. they're I nice guess we're clothes. just kind of talking about it now. Uh, <laughs> no, that scene is so. It's one of those things where uh, I was watching this episode, and I was like, I don't know if I remember this, but then like certain scenes happened, and I was like, oh my god, I've seen this episode so many times because I've like seen this scene <laughs> yeah. so many. And I just uh, all the Willow Xander stuff, just like it's so, uh, it's so good. It's so like, it's like heartbreaking and. Also, it's just so many things. They have good chemistry, man. They do. Because it's that whole, like, uh, and it's that whole kind of, like, someone you grew up with and, like, falling in love with your best friend and the fact that, like, she mm-hmm. liked him for so long and yep. then it's like, oh, hey, I see you as, like, a girl now and the fact that they are, like, both in these, like, 
serious relationships and then decide that they love each other but like know that it's i'm just like oh my god it's just so much no it's true because they're both they're both awkward they're they're this perfect storm of awkward but they're these very different and distinct flavors of awkward one is like awkward chocolate and the other's awkward peanut butter and (laughs) it's just ah god that scene was so good Mm. And just like even the the explaining it away afterwards, yeah. and then the the misstep with saying, "Well, we need to get out of it's the clothes. We need to get out of these clothes." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, all that escalating uh, tension and their inability to deal with it yeah. after they resolved that tension was ah, it's so good. Mm. Yeah, and it just creates a layer for the backdrop of just like the rest of the season here forth because it's like, um. It just kind of, it hurts, you know? It makes you saddest for Oz in a way. Because it's like Cordelia, yeah, it's sad for Cordelia. But like Cordelia, Zan, I even was thinking about it with this particular episode that Zandelia is kind of, feels kind of forced. Yeah, but also like, I, it's not necessarily that I feel more sad for Oz or Cordelia. Because Cordelia does kind of say that she's like in love with Xander. Mm. And, like, not even much, kind of. She's yeah, flat out sad. No, that's what I said. She says mm. that she's in love with, I just use, uh, I use a lot of words in my sentences uh, to make them not firm statements and it's something that I need to get over like I say like and kind of and sort of and I think instead of it is this we call uh, it uh, Hillary Clintoning uh, <laughs> yikes it's politics anyway uh, <laughs> please yo um so what was I saying? Oh yeah, so she she does. She says she's in love with Xander and like all of my like misgivings with Cordelia. Like when she says that, you're just like, oh no, she loves Xander and Xander. Like even if you don't take their relationship seriously, the fact, even just the fact that she thinks maybe she doesn't actually, maybe she finds out later that she doesn't love him. But like the fact that in that moment she's like, I love him. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh crap. Yeah. Like, cause they've been together like for a while in terms of the show at least. Oh yeah. Um, or just young and relationships. They have a deep connection. Mm-hmm. Going back to. Uh, awkward peanut butter. I just want to ask you guys, what do you think you your awkward spreadable label is? I'll go oh. first. I think I, I've been thinking about this for a little bit since it came up. I definitely think I'm awkward marmalade. Okay. I'm pretty sure. You're like real lady marmalade? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am the hit song uh, from the Mulan Rouge soundtrack. That wasn't even... No, it wasn't. It is on the Mulan Rouge soundtrack. Yeah. 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 It's, it's in the film. In the... It's diegetic yeah. for all it's you also an angel. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? What about what about the Scoobies? What about the Fang Gang? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Alan? What? Your awkward spreadable. spreadable. I'm going to say it's like Speculous. Uh, oh, good wow. choice. Uh, For international listeners and Chris. <laughs> well, Speculus is great. You can actually you can just buy it at Trader Joe's, but it's like Danish uh, like cookie butter. Like it was really big. I got obsessed with it when I was in the Netherlands. Uh, Ooh. And, and that's here. Yeah, and you can just buy it at Trader Joe's. So it's like a cookie it's that, it's like on... the you know those Danish butter cookies? It's like the basically like the batter or okay. like the yeah, it's like a cookie thing. I'm gonna say that because I'm sweet. Uh, no, but I'm highly awkward. Uh, very awkward. Uh, I'm sweet, but highly awkward. Uh, but you're smooth, like speculus. But smooth, like speculus, and uh, but kind of hard to pronounce, like speculus. <laughs> speculus. <laughs> My name is Holland Farkas. How many times do I have to stop while pronouncing your name, Holland? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, and, and it also even worked. explaining this is just this is, well, this also... is how I get normally. Like this is just how I get in normal conversation. It's like I say something embarrassing or it's not even that embarrassing but i call attention to how embarrassing it is and then it just turns into like oh holland look what you did to yourself this time let's all make fun of you pat pat holland it's okay you are your own dukes of hazard narrator <laughs> look what holland got up to this week <laughs> so would that make her would that make her holland jennings 
Speculative, great answer. That was yeah, speculative. That's, that was a very speculative. It came out of yeah, it came out of a really great place in left field. <laughs> what about you, Paul? My I I am awkward Vegemite. Oh, I, Vegemite, I am awkward Vegemite because I am an acquired taste and yeah. I am salty as all get out. Oh, <laughs> you are an acquired taste. The one time I did like Vegemite was when it's in the Cadbury chocolate, the stuff mm. that Dale brought. That was good. Yeah. But Vegemite, no. No. But I, in that chocolate? Yes. I, I finally got to try some recently. I have an Australian friend and I was over at her house one night and I realized that, oh, wait, there's some Vegemite in your cabinet, probably. So I asked her if she had some and sometimes stereotyping is true. So I got to try some and you know what? I didn't hate it. I've like, I've heard all the stuff about Vegemite and I decided that I actually kind of liked how salty it was. It's yeah. Cause you also, you only put a little bit. Yeah, you like and you mix it with it like yeah, you put it with like butter and it's, avocado slices. Yeah, the worst yeah. was my first experience with Vegemite was like a oh, close your eyes and open your mouth. I'm going to put a spoonful of something into your mouth. Guess ah, what? It's Vegemite. No. <laughs> if you're listening to this in general, don't do that. No, even don't if, be the person who says that. Don't be the person who does it. It could be a spoonful of Nutella, and it still wouldn't be cool. Like It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> no, and I'm not a fan of Nutella. It's because like I don't usually like I because my peanut allergy. I don't love things that oh. are too nutty. And I, I can have hazelnuts, but hazelnuts are very like yeah. similar and right, right. One time I came home drunk and spoon ate my roommate's entire Nutella thing. <laughs> yeah, it was what? probably a good 1,500 calories in that one. At the very least, it was like ice cream. You're not supposed to eat it like that. <laughs> So is, is that your awkward spreadable, or do you have something else that you would drunk spread? No, I would say I'm awkward raspberry preserves. Really? Not compote? Not jam? Uh, preserves? Preserves, because not necessarily sure if you want to go with it. Perhaps happy when you did, but maybe get stuck in your teeth and you kind of wish you just went with the jam. <laughs> <laughs> What's Chris going to say this week? <laughs> <laughs> now there ain't no way he's getting himself out of that one. Ain't no way. I would call that a jam right there. Oh, man. Oh, man, I'm so glad you guys invited me on your Dukes of Hazard podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, we're transitioning over to a Dukes of Hazard podcast. <laughs> Season three's been great, but uh, <laughs> we need to hop to the gimmick of the week it's, show known as Dukes of Hazard. It seems like the, the the best season of the show seems like a great time to hop over to a completely unrelated program <laughs> yeah. where there's a Confederate flag in every episode. Yep. Yes. Switch it up right there. Just mm. Get that, get that uh, part of our audience that we haven't really been reaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. yeah. It's actually just going to be about the movie The Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Be, God, what's his name? And just, then, uh, from Bulletproof Monk. Ja, Sean, Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott with two N's in Sean for no reason. Two what? N's? There's two N's in it. Double N, Sean? Yeah. Wait, is he actually in yeah. Mr. Hazard, the movie? Yeah. I Why thought it was, lie? I know it's Jessica Simpson because <laughs> the boots are made for It's the Dukes yeah. of Hazzard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dukes of Hazzard, it's, it's a reunion of No, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson is Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. No, no, the Dukes of Hazzard movie was a Do Where's My Car reunion directed by the people who did Super Troopers. I did like Do's Oh. Yeah, it's it's John Williams got Johnny Knoxville, yep. Oh, oh, Johnny Knoxville. Oh, no, no, it's Knoxville. I forgot. Why do I think Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, it's not Ashton Kutcher. But Knoxville, uh, he, he was born to be in that movie. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher's gone on to do movies. Yeah. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher has gone on um, to do movies. So yeah, and then after you guys do this podcast about the Dukes of Hazzard movie, you can go back and do the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Yeah. Well, we actually mm -hmm. have. A oh, really? Yeah. In the Disney vault, episode, we yeah. have yeah. Uh, our the, the first 
thing we ever recorded. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Was the movie. Was yeah, it, wasn't Ben Affleck in it? Oh, yeah. Was oh, yeah, Ben Affleck's in it. Yeah. For a Batman. small amount of time. Yeah, Batman was yeah. in that movie. For yeah. a minimal amount of time. <laughs> yeah. He's like Ben Affleck to the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie is like Usher to the faculty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Great comparison. Thanks. That's Thanks, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. She's bowing. <laughs> Uh, I wrote down what was that angel jacket graze, and I think oh, he like tried to flip up her collar. Yeah, but he it was like does so this weird, weird. like, like kind of like supposed to be like jacket. a cute thing. But Remember it... how he used to do that? I know. <laughs> yeah, it was like so supposed to be like a Ugh. I care about you type. Let me adjust this, but it was so awkward. It was such an awkward like collar. That conversation that they have is. I mean, it's sweet, but I think that's that's a lot of news to deliver at once to someone who's just come back from a hell dimension. Yeah. Where it's like, welcome back. You're starting to understand what I'm saying. I'm seeing someone. Yeah. <laughs> and then to fall apart immediately. Yeah. yeah. I, I, he I, roars, right? He just yeah. Well, because I, I rewatched the episode recently doing my homework because it's a study group. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching it with my roommate. And when Scott first showed up and he was kind of positioned in this episode as her boyfriend, my roommate was like, oh, I don't really remember this character. And then you cut to that. She's like, we should see other people. Oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. Because Scott is the worst. Mm-hmm. We had a whole episode about how he. Well, his friend is the worst, but he's the second worst. But he. But he voted for her. She had. She crazy. has his vote. The premise of like asking someone to homecoming and then breaking up with them the next day mm-hmm. is just like still go with them. Yeah, but then and that? and then you're and then you say you're gonna vote for them for homecoming queen after you dump them. It's like, oh look, I see that you have more life again. I will vote for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, what? I don't know how you guys. I don't know how you guys tackled this issue, but also going leading up to a dance. Okay, for example, in high school, Fridays, we, you know, when we had dances, the yeah. Fridays of dances, everyone came looking super disheveled. People wore sweatpants. It was not a day to look good because you're building up to the night. So the idea of him being like, you're so distant. Like, what's going on? It's like, well, just wait till homecoming. Like, it's saving up for homecoming. going to be dancing, going to be having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, if you plan a trip to Disneyland with someone and they're just like, okay, I'm really busy. Like, I'm going to go do some stuff and get ready for this trip. And then you're like, you know what? I haven't seen you in forever. Cancel the trip. It's like, yeah. what's leading up to it? Also, I mean, doesn't Homecoming generally have a football game attached to it? Like, yeah. Or is, or is that just a thing where I went to high school? No, no it, I mean, I, us. no, because yeah. my high school never had a Homecoming because we didn't have sports. Ah. Uh, the communicators. We, we had sports, <laughs> but we didn't have football. So I'm, uh, Homecoming, yeah. It was, what was that time? So it was just, it just happened. It was just Oyster River High School, named for the the river full of oysters (laughs) (laughs) nearby. (laughs) Eagle Ear listeners will remember that. (laughs) Chris went to Oyster Oyster River River High School. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was strange until I started repeating it years after. What, what What was their mascot? Uh, the Bobcats. Who, but on a back, love oysters. <laughs> and rivers. <laughs> Homecoming. At the communicators school, <laughs> did you guys have competitive, like, circuit plugging? You know, like, no, we had, no. switchboarding? Our yeah, biggest, switchboarding. I, yeah. I kid you not, our biggest competitive thing was called Gherkin Ball, which was not even like the actual game. Is this was this played no. to the offspring? No, no, no. The, actual, <laughs> the actual game is called pickleball, but it wasn't even like because oh, you're supposed I'll to play, play pickleball. You're supposed to play with what like tennis rackets and uh, yeah. ping pong balls or something. But we literally played it with like ping pong uh, paddles. paddles and ping pong balls. 
which made it smaller. So we, it was gherkin ball because it was a smaller pickle because it wasn't even like, because we played it in our cafeteria slash gym because yeah. our gym had exercise equipment. So we had a section at the back of Paul, our- Paul, how do you know everything about <laughs> 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 because, because I too gym, have gone, yep, yep. I too have gone to a, an underfunded school that was no, crunched no, no. for space. My, my school was very well funded. Our just, our focus was on tech. And not yeah. sports. The switchboards were all. We had gold. tons of money for like computers and camera equipment and like nice like exercise equipment, but like we didn't have like a, a gym. Like we had uh, a nice so pool, the, but sports equipment was in the cafeteria. No, no, no. We had the gym was just like a gym gym, like just workout equipment. Okay. So yeah. The dances and, like, were good or bad. Uh, the dances <laughs> were fine. Are you wearing a wedding ring? No, I'm not. It's a it's a dice ring. My grandmother actually pointed it out that I guess I wear. I don't know which one is your Wait, it's a dice le- ring finger. Left left hand. So I shouldn't is... wear a ring on this hand. All no, right, fine. Other one. No, you should. Uh, my you grandmother can. pointed it out and it was like a random way. She was like, Do I not know something? I was like, No, grandma. Well, I, mean, I don't you're even date people. Right now. Like, yeah, what? that's it. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can roll like a nat twenty on your marriage check. It's a no, it's like a it's a it's an alignment. It's an alignment dice ring. Oh wait, wait, alignment? Yeah, it's an alignment dice so, ring. Oh, so it's not a D twenty one because I've seen D twenty rings. Yeah, no, this so was, it's like this... neutral and chaotic. Yeah, and all yeah, that? this is an alignment one. What? Yeah. So you just like however you wake up in the morning, you like that's how you find yeah. out. I mean, I know like, what my I'm actual alignment is. I I bought it because of my uh, my anxiety and all my like chronicy things, and it's supposed to be like you won't pick at your skin if you play with this dice ring because like Chloe, I, Chloe Dextra posted something about it because of her like trick. my good friend Chloe Dextra. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess she... Cordy and Buffy, pretty good vampire fighting team. Yeah, like they maybe not the fighting fighting, but like the the pre dev of fighting. I think the good game planning team. Mm-hmm. Well, I just I love how the spatula ended up working out. Yeah, right? yeah, which is a very weed and thing that, to was do. That, was it wooden? Was the handle wooden? I yeah, I, I always thought it was like I thought it was like was a silicon like a, thing yeah. too. But then she sticked him with it. That's so why I was it confused. It, it didn't look like it was a wooden spatula. No, it, you know what? It probably totally wasn't, and they just kind of fucked it. Spatulas usually aren't wooden too because you're mm. putting them near. Fire. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, and it would also absorb all the moisture yeah. that you're cooking with. Yeah, it's I I watched. Movies. I know that no, but I know there's <laughs> there's some spatulas that just have a wooden handle. I guess that one did. So I didn't know if that was enough. I was just that was what I wrote. I was like spatula wooden what? What? Yeah, what's the threshold of wood per steak? Does it have to be a completely wood steak, or can it be like a mixture of like some poly materials? I think if it's <gasps> mostly wood, you're good. <laughs> I bet. I bet that's the rhyme that watchers teach them on day one. <laughs> it's mostly wood. You're, You're good. good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like even. Oh, I like, want that on a shirt. Yeah. Uh, do you? Wood, re- You're good. I was like, do you really I want just... that on a t-shirt? <laughs> I would wear it. I'm worse. I haven't, but I. <laughs> now you can't hear. You can't see this because you're listening. But I'm holding a coffee stirrer right now, and I think that even this coffee stirrer would. That's not going to penetrate someone. But say well, it could. Oh, it's snap. <laughs> it would be a very tiny it would, thin vampire <laughs> yeah if you if a vampire was just laying a there in his sleep amazing. and you were like uh i think that even this Sharper amount of wood well, counts well, well, i've seen them slay with pencils before yeah, oh yeah but yeah. yeah can i pitch a shirt to you guys before we move on too far from this topic it mostly would you're good great <laughs> uh, deal oh, no, 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 cut no. and print uh because this is based off of a shirt that i've always just been like ugh, i don't know but uh my shirt that I want to pitch to you guys is if it swells, take it to a doctor. 
Well, well, based on that lukewarm response, I'm going to go ahead and uh, what is the back burner? That what is it? <laughs> it is whatever you want it to yeah. be, Chris. Because the shirt is it is Schrodinger's right it, and it's supposed to be like a surfing joke. Oh, I thought it was like a I thought it was like an exercise. I didn't know because I didn't know the original. I didn't know you guys that. didn't know the original. No, no. you guys don't shop at Hollister. I used to. <laughs> no, I like to be Never. able to see clothes when I'm buying them. Oh, that's, that's a good burn. I would say I'm throwing shade at Hollister, but they already have so much. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to hate taking me to Hollister because she was like, I can't see and I have a headache from the fucking perfume. Like, and the music. Yeah, my mom hated Hollister. And I was like, I want to live in California. I'm going to dress in all these clothes. Uh, yeah. Have you guys ever been to Hollister, California? No. There's a place? Yeah. I used it's to like use, an actual it's place? Not Hollis, it's not Hollis. I would specifically Hunting use... Huntington Beach, what they show on the things. The Ventura Beach uh, body spray and body wash. Uh-huh. Strictly. But I've Hol- never never been to Ventura Beach. Hollister. Oh, what? I'll take you. It's great. It's a great beach. I've never been. But I always uh, wanted to smell like it. They recently rebuilt the bicycle way by the highway. But, um, <laughs> the, but Hollister is like a farm. It's like a farm area up closer to where I live. Huh. It's not like a beach thing. It's a farm. It's like orchards. Yeah, but they thought it would look really good in bleached lighting of a mall corridor somewhere yeah. far away from it. Yeah, it just always... Like when I went to go... Like when I was in Illinois yeah. visiting like family and they're like, Hollister, you ever been there? I was like, yeah, I have to drive through it. It sucks. Yeah. Sorry, people who live in Hollister. But it does. You know it. Yeah. You're in severe drought right now. Don't look at me like I'm the bad guy. Yeah. You guys got yourself in this situation. <laughs> Just kidding, I did too. All of my dreams, California are being shattered. Sorry. Yeah, isn't that the worst? Over there. All these dreams that Buffy made me Let me ask you guys really quickly before, and then we'll at some point get back to the episode. All of you are not originally from California. Correct. I'm the only native Californian speaking right now. Obviously. Well, I'm the only person speaking right now. <laughs> uh, but is how is California different than what you guys imagined and or were told? I'm just curious. Um, sturdier. Yeah, it's dirtier. Yeah, <laughs> like dustier or like trashier. Uh, no, just like trashier. It's like dirtier, and it's uh more like there are parts of it where there are just nothing. Like I, I think I'm just thinking of like Los Angeles as a city mm-hmm. because I'm used to cities that are just kind of like jam packed with stuff. Yeah, right. Same here. And like LA is so like patchy. And it's like if you step too far out of bounds, you're like out of bounds in a video game where things haven't been like it's rendered like a yet. Street yeah. Of yeah. yeah, Rockstar <laughs> hasn't like, played oh, yeah. What is this? Because I remember like I went because I was out here visiting. I think I went to like an at midnight taping. This was like two two years ago. It was like when at midnight was first a thing. And I was like, oh, I'll just walk around this area before I get an Uber back, like you know, just explore. And I was like, there's nothing to explore. You like walk a block, and you're like, oh, okay, oh, we're done. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yes, there will be no exploring. Okay, mm-hmm. it's always Good. the edge of Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I had that same feeling when I first moved here because yeah. I moved here from New York City, and when you live there, you can walk everywhere. So mm-hmm. when I first moved there. Um, the nearest coffee shop I heard was one block down. What I didn't realize is that in Culver City, a block is half a mile. Yeah. So that that would be like ten blocks in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, yeah, the spreadiness was a little more than I expected. 
Um, but you know, I lived in New York for so many years and I heard all of the anti-LA vitriol that New York has really built up about mm-hmm. how it's not a real city. And I totally bought into that. I drank that Kool-Aid for years and years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I gotta, and I gotta say, like, I moved out here and you know what? This place is awesome. I Yay! hope they, I hope they continue believing that so none of them move out here. And if they do move out here, I hope they bring water and jobs. <laughs> yeah. Especially New York water. We could make some really good bagels. Yeah. Uh, some pizza. Uh, well, I speak of these not don't knowing don't areas. don't get into the pizza thing with me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. I'm listeners. I used to live in New York, but I'm a Chicagoan, and I am one who keeps the deep dish flame. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Masa Echo Park. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Chris? I think I always just kind of glorified it in a way that everything seemed so easy and joyful. It's like you know California. Growing up, it was like Buffy, that show California Dreams. Do you remember yeah, that show about yeah, that band? Yeah. It was like uh, Full House. It Angel. was like Angel. Yeah, it was like everything. Well, Angel, I guess, is probably the show that doesn't glorify California. Kind of makes it seem like a little bit of a horrible place. Yeah, <laughs> at least LA. Because I guess it's like I can't only I can't just have LA be all of California. Because it's like I know San Diego pretty well. I feel like San Diego is LA is not symptomatic. Of, well, it's symptomatic of California, but it's definitely not super demonstrative. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I feel like you know when you grow up in a place that gets. Buried by snow for four months. Mm. The idea of California <laughs> seems like this really magical yeah. place. And then when you come out here, it's like, yeah, it's fine. This is great. But mm. I don't know. It's not as magical as I'd hoped it was. Mm-hmm. I that think, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, well, I feel the same way. And I don't want to sound like <laughs> disillusioned, but I think my main reason for like being in LA and staying here is like the people. And I do still get really psyched that like I can just walk down the street and it's just like palm trees. But, yeah. 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 I'm from the plains. I've only just started to get used to the sight of mountains when I step out of the Oh building. yeah, yeah. That was that was the trippiest thing for me. Just hills everywhere. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I call them mountains because I'm from the <laughs> flatlands. Like my state is so flat. If you took all the buildings away, I'm fairly certain you could see from one end to the other. Curvature of the earth be damned. Wow. So like there's just there's BOB no BOB would be super into that. Yeah. There's just there's no elevation in all of Illinois. Uh-huh. And so the idea of seeing these things that I call mountains and everybody that's from LA like condescendingly pats me on the head and says <laughs> and it's like, it's the, the, the biggest trip for me mm-hmm. um, and it's like such a, a simple mundane thing that I, I still have moments of what what is mm-hmm. what is why is the earth doing what? that yes yeah. what uh, the, the ground shouldn't be there ground isn't up <laughs> do you guys know the movie the Englishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain no no that title would not get made today <laughs> no well it stars Hugh Grant and it is about a map maker who a has photographer? To, perhaps. <laughs> who, who has to break it to he has to break it to this town that their famous mountain that they pride themselves on is actually a hill. And so they got taken off the map. And so what they do is they start a town-wide effort to bring dirt to the very top so they can make it a mountain. That's how tax mountains dollars work. go towards this movie. Who paid for it? Uh, the Englishman. That's not one how, or all of. That's not how mountains work. They're like bringing up like like wheelbarrows of dirt, and he like falls in love with a local of lady of the town. This is the most is English this like, story I've ever heard. Is this like Chocolat, but with dirt? 
Sort of. I saw it in theaters. Actually, it's not the most English story I'd ever heard because I think like the most English story would have been them like sort of discussing it and after a little like, well, it might be a hill, but it's all mountain. Oh. <laughs> it actually might be a line in it. <laughs> uh, so is it kind of you know how he calls it Slayerfest ninety eight? Yeah, which is my favorite thing about the episode. Yeah. What do you think about? Uh, I love my favorite thing maybe in the whole episode is the moment where he's like. Vampires, humans, and spiny-looking Yeah, spiny head, spiny head-looking creature or whatever. He's like, I've never seen that before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just got a stegosaurus for a head. I love that. That guy's awesome. Oh, he is a, I have it here. Oh, awesome. He is Kulak of the Minkwo clan. And he has, like, wrist knives. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah. Knives for wrists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's great because they they do all these tricks to recycle sets and uh, props and stuff by changing the lighting. But they have to make a budget for a stegosaurus head. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. With with, with forearm knives. Mm-hmm. It's ah man, probably better special effects than X Men Three. Oh opinion. my god, absolutely better mm-hmm. special effects than. Have you have you revisited X Men Three recently? No, Don't. Extra, is it extra bad? Yeah, yeah, it is. Don't do it. It's really bad. There's a reason. I, I loved I loved Days of Future Past because it's the first time I've ever seen a movie that was a prequel, a sequel, and a reboot all at once. <laughs> and, and one of the big things it did was it kind of just did away with everything about The Last Stand. And that's that's X-Men 3, people who don't remember. I wish I didn't. And Where they butchered a Joss Whedon comic plot. Yeah, they yeah. did. They took the cure and they ruined it. Yeah, after after already ignoring his screenplay for, in the first X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. Except for two lines. Two lines, yes. I, I, I absolutely know which lines those are, mm-hmm. too. David Greenwald. I this is a David up. Greenwald. He wrote uh, and directed. Yeah. Yep. And this is one of... This is, is this his first written and directed? Is he Green on by? Green? I don't think so. I think he did he one did before. He did some Green on Green. I mean, he'd been writing a bunch. Oh, is this is this first written directed? It might be his first written and directed by. And of course, he is an essential player and he went on co-created Angel and then he kind of just only was on Angel for the later seasons. Yeah. Uh, and then he went on years later to uh, do a show called Moonlight, which was basically Angel. And yeah. I was like, David Greenwald, what's going on? And now he's currently on Grimm, which is in a lot of ways... Oh. Yeah, he co-created Grimm, which is in a lot of ways, guys... Basically, Angel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad really likes that show. I never really watched well, it. He, he, yeah, he's like, he's like <laughs> the, the most accurate review of Grimm. Yeah, yeah my dad watches it. <laughs> well, it, it just proves that David Greenwald is the Dick Wolf of of supernatural cop procedurals. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Speaking as a gaucho, thank you, thank you, Dick Wolf. He donated money for a building. That's cool. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um. I want to talk about Cordelia a little bit more because Who doesn't? I love Cordelia. <laughs> so this is Cordelia. She's been one thing that we in the Sunnydale study group talked a lot about rewatching it. At least I think we did was that it was like Cordelia. When you think about her distantly is always this like, Oh, she's just like a popular girl that hangs around. But then when you rewatch it, you're like, Oh no, no, no. She's like an intricate part of the friend group. She's mm-hmm. part of the gang. Mm-hmm. You slowly see her development as she like goes through danger, revokes her old past. She's part of the gang. Yeah. This is perhaps where she m- most one-on-one ever has to deal with violent danger. Like when she stands yeah. up to Lyle Borch, is that the most brave thing she's ever done. Yeah. yeah. That is that is her rolling a nat 20 on her intimidate check. And, <laughs> and it worked out great for her. Yeah. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Which, that I mean, was great. That was a 
well, I wouldn't mess with the teen girl on her way to be crowned homecoming queen. Like, she has more important things to deal with than you, and you are in her way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yeah. thing with Cordelia in this episode is, like, for the first half of the episode, I was like, oh my god, Cordelia's being so terrible. But then, like, the second half of the episode, I was like, oh man, Cordelia's being such a badass. So I was mm-hmm. so, like, it was so, like, 50-50. Like, is the best kind of example of, like, who Cordelia is as a character. Because you're like, these are, like, all the negative things about Cordelia, but these are all the awesome things about Cordelia. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the episode, you're just like, oh, okay, Cordelia. So mm-hmm. it's it mm-hmm. shows both sides of her. And yeah. because of the Xander Willow makeout, it makes you kind of even side with her even more. Because then she yep. like sees Xander and she's like, "Yay, Xander!" And you're like, "Oh, Cordy." Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It's also it's hard because it, but it's also it's because I mean I at this point I feel more strongly about Xander and Willow than Xander and Cordelia. But it's mm-hmm. not that I don't not feel bad for Cordelia. Mm-hmm. Um. But again, that's at this point in time. Right. When you're mm-hmm. watching this. Yeah. yeah. And Faith is... What I love about Faith in this episode is she's a pretty casual presence. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that is that this is... In this episode, she's just Buffy's friend. Yeah. 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 Like where she's when like, no, And yeah. when no one else is really kind of being Buffy's friend yeah. in a great way. Yeah, so they've all turned really, on yeah. her. They're all yeah. like helping Cordelia with yeah. like spreadsheets and stuff. Some sort of maturity that comes with the experience of a Slayer. Like there's something that they, even though they're both still teenagers, there's something between them where every so often they look at other people and they're just like, it's like well, really in Faith's intro episode, mm-hmm. like Buffy was picking up on something and everyone else was like starry-eyed about like Faith. Mm-hmm. And there's something in this episode where Faith is just like, I get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I get it. You need to think, but it's kind of dumb. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and like that moment she has with Scott, on the, like that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that is that is a great example of Faith like confronting a problem that she can't punch, mm-hmm. uh, which are, <laughs> yeah. which are always the most frustrating ones for a character like Faith. Yeah, and yeah. it's really cool to see her finding a way around that. That is yeah. very very true to who Faith they is. They actually yeah. are borrowing that story beat for Marvel Civil War because the line in the trailer is are you sure you want to punch your way through this cap and mm-hmm. the way that cap deals with it is he goes to the accords and he goes uh, I got an STI from them <laughs> and everyone's like oh no more superhero registration <laughs> that's amazing that's incredible Chris is looking at me like this is going to be a real thing like, how would I know that I, I'm not the Russo and, brothers and then Spider-Man's like wazoo wazoo I'm Spider-Man <laughs> No, I think Faith is, I love, Faith is so good in this episode, and Faith is, Faith is a really great friend, and she, she's also, like, that cool friend that you wish you had. Thanks. Um, no, that's no. the thing, though. Like, no, it's true, kind of, we get it, none of us are fake, kind of, it's no, fine. No, 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 that's the kind of friend, like, you want someone mm. who, like, because there's people that you know that are, like, really cool, but when someone can be, like, they got your, back. your cool friend, but Classically also, like, cool. no, but it's, like, someone who is your cool friend, but also, like, your, like, good friend like if you someone who's like both that's just, i don't know i just like i feel like because faith comes and you're like oh she's the cool friend she's the one that like you like want to hang out with and want to be like but then it's like oh no faith is like buffy's comrade there for buffy more than yeah. anyone else yeah. in this episode and yeah you're just like oh wow like Mate. faith is great yeah yeah I, yeah i would agree with that yeah my cool friend is poochie <laughs> Poochie D and he rocks the telly he's half Joe Camel and a third Fonzarelli <laughs> the gangster hippie from Kung Fu City he's a rocking surfer he's the full you penny yeah I, I um, miss him he, he he died after on his way to his home planet it was really sad <laughs> uh, Dingo's Ate My Baby terrible band or most terrible band <laughs> most ninety, most 90s band what why are these Mo- the options most 90s band 
they're like Diet Bush. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they're like Kitty Creed, and it's like you know what, Oz, I love you. I'm not getting the Dingoes Ate My Baby album, even if that album came out, I probably wouldn't get it. Maybe you know what, I might get it just to have it, but not listen to it. It is like an Adele situation all over again. <laughs> I have no problem with the Why would you maybe? buy it and never listen? Like, that's all a statement. No issue. Yeah. Well, and I put it on my puppy so shrine. much in the 90s. Yeah, they, yeah, it was like, what, 50 oh, bucks? I see what But you know what I mean. Like you said, it's not, whenever Devin sings, I'm like, you are like miniature Nickelback Creed boy. I'm going to ask you a question really quickly. <laughs> yes. And but not Nickel Creed. This, and it's leading somewhere. Were you in a band in high school? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. How would you feel? Wait, hang on, hang on. What was the band's no, name? No, no. You've had this, this conversation before. every time. Uh, I was in a punk rock band called the Mosh Potatoes, two-time winner of the Battle of the Bands. Um, Mosh we Potatoes, rocked. that's amazing. Why did we set this up? I would like to ask you a question. Uh, were we great? Yeah, we were the best. Were you Similar. objectively the best? Or do you think that it would be unfair <laughs> for a bunch of late 20-somethings and Holland to, to, to be judging a high school band on the performances that they probably tooled together with a few scrounge hours on a Saturday? To be fair, a lot of them are 30-year-olds playing 18. <laughs> okay. Well, the Mosh Potatoes, <laughs> we, were, we were too punk to care about what all the 20-year-olds Too thought. punk to care. Mm -hmm. I had that album from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, I see the uh, bell hand is very close to the bell. Mm. Is it an, a hand? It's a, an arm? Technically, the name for like a classically shaped bell, it's actually the bell's tongue. The tongue yeah. is getting close to the bell. Well, itself. Yeah, it's it, its own sides of its mouth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the tongue is getting close to the mouth. And uh, Speaking of tongues and mouths, though, you know who wouldn't approve of tongues and mouths? Mayor Richard Wilkins. The, the best villain that Joss ever wrote, mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. He's great. Yeah, like, that's my my hand washing comment. So we we've yeah. had him. He's been teased out. We've heard references to the mayor all season, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and even a little bit in season two. Oh yeah, you're right. You're where, right. Where, uh, at the very end, Snyder's like, "This could go to the mayor." Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That was cool foreshadowing. Yeah, and now we're meeting him. Yeah. And what is the first thing we see? His hands. Yeah. And yes. Was, yeah. The and first like shot of him is him yeah. doing a washing his a hands clean. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is super symbolic, but also a really nice uh, call forward to the scene that's about to unfold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really. It would be so easy to just do him as like this sneering political figure, and he'll be a caricature for abuses of power. And yeah, you can do that, and I bet he could probably even write that well. But it's just not a very interesting choice. Mm -hmm. And having this this villain who, like, yeah, you see that he is. Surveying, surveilling things in his town, and later he goes on to hire a vampire. But what does he do? He's he's deeply concerned with the cleanliness of his henchman's hands, and not like in an obsessive compulsive way. At least as this episode shows it, it's in a just very old fashioned Mister Rogers sort of way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's great. Yeah, which is even more unnerving because mm -hmm. it's like a deputy mayor Alan Finch, who's best friends with Omar. I don't know if we can say that. <laughs> Um, yeah, he would, yeah, <laughs> he is so unnerved by it. His reaction to the mayor talking about his own hands mm. is the most unsettling element. Yeah, <laughs> and even when he started making that when, I, when he started talking about his fingernails, 
it made me check my own fingernails. Yes. Making me I thinking totally about my own right thing. now. And yeah. I bet all of you out there listening are also like, are my fingernails clean? Because they're probably not. There's probably mayonnaise there or gunk. Yeah, I got some weird shit going on. <laughs> Lovely. Do you have any last thoughts on that? <laughs> we can uh, quickly jump to? I don't know. I feel like I'm late now because I'm looking at my notes and they're all like, limo. I have lots of notes about the limo because I was like, I know that people normally have limos, but also like I never had a limo. I don't think in. it's a normal thing. I think it is because I, I remember like I know that people have and I know that it's a thing that like you always see in television, but like uh, thinking back, like I don't know how many people I actually know that had. Yeah, yeah, know, and we're getting a survey from all across the nation. Yeah, right? that's that's all of us. Yeah, we are. So we're all from Hampshire, very different corners. Yeah. Jersey. Yeah. We Illinois. did not limo. Someone yeah. may have limoed. I also was. I would say that I. You were too punk to limo. I was too punk to limo, and I was also too punk to get a, a date that actually. <laughs> cared about actually me. The, the best thing that <laughs> I realized. The best thing that I realized about this episode is like thinking about how like Buffy and Faith went like stag. I wish that I had realized in high school that like. I didn't have to go to prom with anyone if I didn't freaking want to, but instead I had two miserable prom experiences because the first time I went with someone who was in love with me that I did not like, uh -oh. and then the second time I ended up getting, I don't even know how it happened, we were, we were supposed to go as a group and then I ended up getting paired with someone that I also just like did not want to go with. Ooh. So I wish that like a part of the part of me now that realizes that I don't need to be chronically dating anyone, like, was like, hey, you don't have to go to prom with someone you don't like because you're going to be miserable. And lo and behold, I was. Mm. Um, and so that's a thing. Uh, and I wish I just, I well, just kind of stagged to homecoming. Yeah. But I think that it's also of, like, stuff. I don't have a date to a to a, I don't I'm just very frustrated with my young self. Uh, I mean my young uh, self is way worse than yours, I'm sure. And that is our bell, which means we're almost out of time. But don't worry, we're not completely out of time. We're gonna be doing an extracurricular activity, which means we're gonna make something up on the spot. It's totally unplanned. We have no idea what it's gonna be, but it's gonna be inspired mm. by this week's episode. So, as inspired by homecoming, what are we doing, Holland? Um, I, you know what? I'm curious. I want to know the point of view of this homecoming from people who like actually participated in homecoming, because I feel like we we got a view of homecoming, but it was from people that were either Xander and Willow sitting off to the side, uh, or Buffy and Cordelia who showed up alarmingly late. So we really have no idea what went <laughs> on at this homecoming, other than there were finger sandwiches that apparently uh tasted like fingers. So uh, I would just like to get a little like snapshot of. The homecoming, um, dance. the homecoming dance. All right. Yeah, from like normal students at Sunnydale High. Cool. Hey, what's going on? Oh, hey, uh, nothing. Just got back from wrapping up my class president duties. You nice. know, just wanted to get in a couple of Emily Dickinson poems before I came to the dance. You know, I'm going stag today because I think that's what Emily would have done, you know? And you might even say that she's my date, but I don't, you know? But you might say that because I keep her in my back pocket at all times. Wow, Owen, you are a bag of crap. How's everyone else doing? Well, I mean, first of all, wouldn't Emily Dickinson have not gone to homecoming at all because she would have stayed in her home? And then you would have found out, like, later that she would have wanted to go after you found all of her poems posthumously? Whoa. Cha. Whoa. Both of you guys, I hate you. <laughs> I'm just so glad that they decided to have live music at this homecoming dance. I feel like... You know, they don't normally have live music uh, at, at dances, and I just, uh, it's really cool that they got Dingo Ate My Baby, because I love seeing, you know, just a real, real downer for this homecoming, and I really appreciate how much of a downer it is, you know? It's a huge ask to ask a band to perform three hours straight 
I think that most professional yeah. bands don't even do that. But I mean, I don't know. Like maybe they have dates, but like it doesn't matter. It's just uh, they just they're here for us. Yeah, right? and I'm really psyched because that very gravelly voiced alt rock sound they've got is never going out of style. Oh my god, I hate you so much. I hate you so much. <laughs> Why? I, I hate both of you so much. <laughs> Owen hasn't even said anything again. But. Wow. I, I mean, I, I couldn't even really hear the music. Here it is. Because I was just too busy kind of feeling the music. God damn it. Have you guys, have you guys I, had any of these finger sandwiches? No, I don't eat food that's not prepared by my family. It's not a weird thing. It's just something I don't do. Oh, okay. I had some. They're, they're okay. Yeah. I did not have the finger sandwiches because I am not into Soylent Green. It's not my thing. Oh. Oh, well, I don't do think you, they're actually. Uh, I think yeah, they're do you honestly think that they're made of swelling green? Uh, finger uh, sandwiches because they're like smaller. Uh, you can I, eat them with your fingers. Uh, listen. Like normal sandwiches. But listen, the old smaller. English dude in the library says real fingers. I believe real fingers. He lives in a library. He knows. He things. doesn't live in a library. He has a house. What? He lives in a house. He comes here for work. Well, I, I only ever see him in the library with like that one chick. Hey guys, it's me, Scott Hope. Um, have oh. you seen my date? God damn it, this is a hat trick of evil. <laughs> um, she, she just ran away from me quickly because ah, she just thinks something that's, I don't I know. Have, have you seen her? I've heard that you have an STI, or I don't know if they're referred to as STIs yet, so STD. Oh, oh God. No. I'm just oh. gonna uh, go that way because I'm pretty sure you can get those from touching. Uh, no, I just, oh, oh man. Hello, my fellow youth. I'm the German hunter who for some reason has a British accent, and it's never really properly explained why. Hello. What are you doing in the middle of the dance? I'm looking for two girls. Uh, two mean, of them. There's two right, I mean there's like no, but 30 like, in here. They're, no, they're like better ones. Like much better ones. One, one's, one is like, one has dark hair, and one does not have dark hair. Uh, and that's most of what I know. Oh my god, are you talking about Buffy? Yes. Oh, yes, man. I believe that was her name. Because Buffy, like this very grungy-voiced alt-rock style I'm seeing on the stage right now, is never going out of style. And will never ever date this particular escapade in any way. And who did you guys vote for for Homecoming Queen? I, vo I voted for the Asian girl because I thought it was so nice to show that there were actually Asians in this high school. You don't see proof of that a lot. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that there were Asians here. I just assumed that she was really tan. <laughs> And that's our episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Everybody, I'm Asian. I'm allowed to say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, I'm whatever you need me to be so I can say whatever I want. Casting Asians brown. must love you. Yeah. And I yeah. am considered Caucasian. So I can say... I can't even really say that. You can't say anything. Well, you can't spell Caucasian without Asian. True. Yeah, true. And I'm Aryan because I'm Indian. <laughs> Little fun fact. And together we are <laughs> racial our, captain. Our Flash. powers combined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all we're missing, all we're missing is is a monkey, a little pet monkey for the group. Yeah. I'm a, I'm half Albanian, but in America that's considered white. <laughs> but in Albania, it's considered Albanian. Do do the, do Albanians <laughs> do Albanians also speak with British accents that are never really explained, despite everybody insistently referring to them as as Albanians? 
Like that's something we never talked about with the episode. Yeah. The, the Germans and the one guy you over here speaks speaks with the British accent for mm. no reason. And, yeah. And it's nothing like the British accent I just did. Mine was a bad Jamie Oliver impression. <laughs> and Ooh, this bringing is, up Jamie Oliver. I I, I, <laughs> I could talk about celebrity chefs forever, but we won't because we're at the end of our hour and the bell just rang. True. True. <laughs> that's part of your own podcast. What's cooking, comma good looking? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, guys, thank you for inviting me to your study group. I was really failing Sunnydale. So I needed the help. Awesome. We do what we can. can. And I think we I think that we covered the episode, correct? By when all was said and done. In a, in a very circumspect way. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, the, the saddest part of the episode for me, which I'm gonna bring up at the very end, was her favorite teacher not remembering her. Oh that, like, yeah, that was tough. That was rough. That was, that was the thing that I didn't realize could happen until like college. When oh, you're just yeah. like, Oh, I really like this professor, go to talk to them like a few years later and you're just like, Oh, you don't remember crap <laughs> oh no i think if authority figures don't remember you more often than not it's a good thing you've done your job yeah uh, where can they find you paul uh you can find me uh by thinking of the most obvious name uh joke that you can make for me and then going not like so that is at not like freddy on twitter uh that's the best place to find me uh otherwise my book is called last call at the nightshade lounge it is out from cork books on june 7th of this summer but you can pre-order it on amazon now just Look up either Last Call at the Nightshade Lounge or Paul Kruger. Um, well, no, don't look at Paul Kruger because you'll get the fourth president of South uh, Africa. <laughs> Was he any good? Uh, he he is called Uncle Paul. He is considered a national hero, and the Gold Kruger Rand was named after him. Oh. So Last Call at the Nightshade Lounge. <laughs> Chris, where can they find you? Hello, uh, my name is Chris Bramante. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Montioc or performing across the greater Los Angeles area with musical improv troupe Robot Teammate Next Little Party. And on April 23rd with Paul and Omar and hopefully Holland, we're having a Hamilton sing-along, Hamilton's LA. What? Find. <laughs> That's going to be very fun. Uh, and yeah, you can find me on Anim Fantastic doing music videos and just those are the things. That's me. <laughs> Holland, where can they find you? I'm Holland Farkas. You can find me on Twitter at Holland Farkas, Instagram Farkland, Facebook Holland Farkas, even though I don't update that page. It exists. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that I don't use. So if you really want to find stuff I do, uh, you can uh, follow Rocket Jump Tweet or any of the Rocket Jump accounts because I run those and I make videos on a weekly basis with the Now team um, and we do Twitch. Uh, on Wednesdays and Fridays, um, so just come hang out uh, and check out my stuff that I do. I do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Teach my mind. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> I'm Omar. You can also find me at youtube.com slash geeks as well as my own personal YouTube channel, Omar Najam. Also, I have an improv team, uh, and we're performing next week if you're listening to Ooh. this on the day itself. Uh, but if you're not, that's fine. March 22nd at UCB Sunset. Woo! That's Swimming Lessons, and if you want to find out more, you can hop on Twitter and go to Lessons Swimming, because Swimming Lessons was taken. <laughs> um, so we're going to be at WonderCon. Not yeah. like doing anything super official, but we will just be at WonderCon as an entity, uh, which is... The 25th, 26th, 27th, uh, that Easter mm-hmm. weekend, also known as WonderCon weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll be there, so come find us. Yeah, I love uh, the WonderCon cons because there's always on the final day, you're 
you're no question going to find the sign of someone saying, Christ has risen, but our prices have fallen. Oh, yeah, I know that booth. <laughs> yeah. I buy Doctor Who from them. I'm going yeah. to my first WonderCon this year, so I'll be able to see for myself. I will be. Yes. It's yeah. my 11th year running. 11th year running going wow. to WonderCon. I, I got a pass for my birthday, and I'm really excited to cash that in. Awesome. You guys will be able to meet Paul in person if you come to WonderCon. Uh, find uh, us. We'll be tweeting out, and in case you don't know where to follow us on Twitter, that's at SSG Podcast. Again, that's at SSG Podcast. We're also on Instagram at Sunnydale Study Group and on Facebook at Sunnydale Study Group. That's facebook.com slash Sunnydale Study Group. The pan- and we're going to have a panel at WhedonCon. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can, we can announce that now, right? Yeah. 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 Guys, that's so cool. Yeah, Saturday, the f- May 14th. The May time. the 14th be with you. That's May how you can remember it. <laughs> Holland just did a wonderful dance commemorating the... <laughs> I'm very excited. I've been on a eat. panel in a while. Oh, yeah, it's going to be cool. It's our first panel. Yeah, but like I just as a person haven't been on a panel in a while. Yeah. I feel like there was a time where I was doing panels for some reason. They were you like, were, "We'll put yeah, you on you panels. Are tons of panels," and I haven't panel done a panel. Crazy. It's been a while, uh, and I love to just make a fool of myself <laughs> at a table <laughs> in a public panels, setting. I usually wear a hat. I don't know. It just it's always fun. Oh yeah, you do wear a hat. I do wear a hat. Well, now I have that hat too, so I just have lots of hats. I'm gonna I, wear a hat. You point at the hat, but. I, None of no us It's a Lydia Dietz hat. It is, <laughs> is a, it a Lydia Dietz hat? It is a Marceline hat. Where is it? Oh, there it's right it is. There. Yeah, it's, it's very... That hat. If, that if hat. you were a vampire, you would wear that hat to prevent sun from getting on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I've believe Darkwing seen... Duck has also worn that hat. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, Paul, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. We will be back next week talking about one of my favorite episodes, Band Candy. Get out way for it. Until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you then. And that is our bell, which means we're almost out of time. But don't worry, we're not completely out of time. We're going to be doing an extracurricular activity, which means we're going to make something up on the spot. It's totally unplanned. We have no idea what it's going to be, but it's going to be inspired by this week's episode. So, as inspired by Homecoming, what are we doing, Holland? Um, oh, we're going to cut out I'm that so again. sorry. We're Did my intro to the extracurricular activity bore you? I'm sorry. I- I think she's just bored by no, pod by I'm Podfest sorry. 98. <laughs>